Welcome to the True North Collective Podcast. True North metaphorically means your true center. If you follow Christ, then your true north is the direction that leads you to the heart of God. This podcast is about navigating through youth ministry, culture, parenting, dating, marriage, and all that life has to offer. Navigating through those topics in the direction that lands at the heart of God. And now for your host of True North. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Back again. That's right. You know what time it is. It's Christmas time in Hollis, Queens. Mom's cooking chicken in collard greens. Yes, it is. Well, technically, it's Advent. It's not Christmas yet, and we'll get to that in just a minute. But before we do, thank you so much for lending me your ears, your heart, and your mind. This is the True North Podcast. All right, so let's jump into some ear-relevant news. All right, so let's talk about the Electoral College. All right, as of now, Joe Biden is officially the president-elect. All right, even though we kind of already knew this, but still, um, yesterday, all 538 of the U.S.'s electors, the Electoral College, gathered in their states to submit last month's election results. 306 people cast their votes for Biden, and 232 voted for President Trump which makes Joe Biden the president-elect. So, is what it is. All right, this next piece of information, um, the late, the great, the late Chadwick Boseman, who passed away um, earlier this year, he, before he passed, he actually filmed one more movie that will debut um, on December 18th. Uh, it's called Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. You can catch it on Netflix, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Um, it's the last film that Chadwick Boseman filmed um, before he passed away. So shout out to the Black Panther himself. Can't wait to watch that. While we're talking about Netflix, right on the horizon, spring of 2021 will be season three of Cobra Kai. Now, um, I'm a huge fan of it. I've actually talked about it on the podcast. Um, definitely check it out. If you you got some time now to catch up on seasons one and two, it's basically a spinoff of the original Karate Kid series. And the reason I loved it so much is one, because I remember being a kid and my dad um, sending me down on the couch. Um, that was, that's one thing I'm very grateful that my, my parents did, which was um, they, they, they pulled me in and invited me on things that 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 mattered to them and it could be something as trivial now obviously it's it's um it doesn't in the grand scheme of karate kid versus eternity with jesus yes it doesn't matter and doesn't compare but at the same time like i live i live like 700 and uh 19 miles away from my family so like and when i get homesick and miss stuff like my my dad or spice cake red velvet cake or banana pudding or my mom my sister you know i'm able to well i'm missing my dad today i'm gonna watch karate kid or man i'm missing my dad so i'm gonna listen to earth wind and fire Man, i'm missing my mom so i'm gonna watch um dragnet it's an old cop show you don't know about it but still but anyways so it's a spinoff of Karate Kid, um, and if you've never seen Karate Kid, please go watch it. But definitely check it out. So um, that's that's I mean that's that. 
Um, what I'm super excited about is all the different Star Wars movies that are supposedly in the works. Like I'm talking about, they are like, the catalog is, it almost feels endless, endless Star Wars stuff. And last but not least, I don't know if you've noticed, but ever since the uh, pandemic and quarantine, there has been a rise in esports. Yes, esports, online gaming. Um, but I mean, there's been such a, uh, you know, the fact that everybody's had to stay indoors and has to had to stay shut in there. It is um, it has caused the esport um, community to grow exponentially. I mean, there's even a social platform called Twitch that allows. Um, it allows you to video live stream you playing the game or whatever game it is um, and grow followers um, even like advertise um, uh, you know receive money I mean like it's crazy so um, but yeah it feels like now everyone um, who plays the game is now streaming themselves playing the game and what's crazy at first I, I, when I first heard of it I was like who's gonna watch somebody else play a game that's dumb but like the other day I found myself watching somebody play this game and like I don't know I was I was drawn into it I was sucked into it. I'm not saying I'm hooked but I'm just saying there's something there so don't discredit don't knock it off okay don't knock it out when you hear people talk about it just kind of listen sit observe and be like huh is this I mean this is the direction you know uh, uh, as a race that we are going you know is there a way to share the gospel in this I don't know um, let that marinate so but that has been your irrelevant news. All right, so I hope you had a blessed holiday. Um, now that Thanksgiving is over, you will no longer hear the. You don't hear any of that, um, or maybe you will. I don't know. But let's jump right into it. So um, check this out. Uh, I was, me and my family, um, we were at church. Uh, yeah, it was, I don't know when this is going to come out, when you, the, the listener will hear this. But anyways, the last time me and my family was at church, um, the way uh, our, our services are set up because of COVID, quarantine, social distancing, all that, we usually do two services. They, they've been doing two services. And then once uh, COVID hit, um, we um, went to one service, and then we went back to two services. But the first service is online only. And then the second service, we allow people to come in the building, all that. So anyways, um, the first service, uh, uh, so right after uh, me and the worship team got done um, recording a live worship set, hopped off the stage, went into um, another part of the building where my wife and kids were and everybody else was kind of hanging out. And um, my uh, my youngest son, he was like, he was just, he was so excited to tell everybody. I didn't, I didn't force him to do this. I, okay, so let me, let me get this disclaimer. I, nor my wife, forced our youngest son to do this, but um, every person that he that like you know said his name he would come running to them and hug them and a few of them he allowed them to pick him up and like he just rested his head on them and but uh they were like they would say Keenan how are you he's like daddy made pancakes daddy made pancakes you know like that like he was so excited to tell people that I had made pancakes 
Now, on Saturday mornings, what we do in the Melton household, we um, get up in the morning, cook pancakes. Um, it's a big thing, make them from scratch, cook them, that, and uh, bacon or sausage. Um, if we have some fruit, if we don't have fruit, some applesauce, orange juice, apple juice, you know, whatever, um, or grape juice. Um, but we just make it a big thing. Like, you know, it's, it's Saturday mornings are pancake mornings. And then, um, obviously, I make enough to where we get we can eat them Sunday mornings, too. Um, but, yeah, so, like, and the boys love it. Oh, my God, they love it, love it. And they can put some pancakes down, y'all. They could put some pancakes down. But, anyways, Lindsay, what does this have to do with me? Well, I was just so blown away that my youngest son, like, uh, he didn't say anything about me getting him dressed or me changing his pull-up or me, um, you know, making sure his outfit was on point. And his outfit was on point. Like, I was like, dang, like, I, uh, I, got, I got a little fashion taste, you know. Both of my kids, their outfits were on point. But he didn't say nothing about that. The thing he kept telling everybody was about the pancakes, like how his daddy made pancakes, and he was so excited um, and I started to think there's so many, there's so much, uh, there, there's, there's so many metaphors there. There's so many ways, uh, that we can, we can take that and just apply it to everything. There's, there's ways you can apply him preaching to the masses about pancakes. You can apply that to ministry. You can apply it to business, leadership, parenting, um, marriage, um, being a good employee, being a good employer, um, doing the right thing at all times, social justice. There's so many avenues we could go down, all right? Let's take the obvious one, all right? So my son is preaching to the masses about these pancakes, and I started to think, isn't that the gospel? Like, isn't that pretty much the gospel summed up in like a matter of minutes? You know, my son's father, which is me, Kenan's father had done something that benefited Kenan, and he delighted in it. He delighted in it so much that he spread the news to everyone he came in contact with. And as he spread the news, the passion that he had about, the passion that, that, that stemmed from him being delighted in what was done for him, it came out and it infected every person that he talked to. Because by the end of the second service, all of leadership was talking about, we need to come over at the Melton's house and get pancakes. That's what they were talking about. Why? Because the passion of this two-year-old who was so excited and grateful and thankful about what his father had did for him, like it infected everyone. And everyone was talking about pancakes. And when it comes to the gospel... All right. When it comes to the gospel, yes, theology is great. Trust me. If anybody loves theology, I love theology. I love talking about the deeper things of God. I don't like being stuck on one subject. If you stick me on one subject, trust me. It's it, oh God, yeah. But I love the deeper things of God. But at the end of the day, the gospel. All right, the gospel. The the Father God sent His Son Jesus to pay a price that we could not pay. The price for our sin. All right, the price for our sins. He paid that price to the point of death on the cross. Three days later, rose from the grave with all power in his hand, and our sins, our debt being put to death, 
and not rising from the grave. Note just Jesus. And now sits at the, the right hand of the Father, interceding for us daily. But he did that without requiring us to pay a fee. You know, like, make 19 payments of twenty nine ninety nine. No, there was none of that, all right? But like the gospel, that just that story alone, just that truth alone, if you follow Jesus, it should it should like it it should spark something on the inside of you. Why? Because you're like, yo, he did that for me. That's me. Hebrews twelve two. When the Bible says that for the joy of us, he endured the cross. That that should spark something out. That should that should ignite something within, to the point that you you get a hold of it. You become delighted in it. And passion begins to bubble up out of uh, bubble up, stemming from that 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 you know that delight that you had in what the Father has done for you through His Son Jesus Christ. And then every person you come in contact with, you naturally, you organically talk about what's been done for you and the passion that you have. It bubbles up and it exuberates out, and it affects every person that you speak to. And before you know it, everybody's talking about pancakes. Before you know it, everybody's talking about the goodness of God. Because guess what? Romans chapter 1 says the goodness of God leads men to repentance. Yes, every man, every woman, every boy or girl, they need to know about sin. They need to know about the requirements. They need to know about the price of sin and how it's the wages of death. But at the end of the day, the it's the goodness of God. It's when people see that God is overwhelmingly good. Let me, let me, can't, I was about to ask you a question, but you're listening to me. So let me tell you this. We are in, in youth ministry, me and my wife, we are currently doing a sermon series called The Season of Advent, right? And I love talking about this. But one of the things I love, ooh, this is good. All right, one of my favorite questions that I love to ask myself as a youth pastor is, how does this, whatever the sermon is, whatever the idea that God has given me, how does this apply to being a middle schooler or a high schooler? So I wrote that. So I, so I had all the facts about Advent, week one, week two, week three, week four, preparation, joy, love, peace, um, the, the birth of uh, sweet baby Jesus, innocent baby Jesus, eight pound, 14 ounces, Ricky Bobby quote, if you don't know that. Um, but still, at the end of the day, it's like, how does all this apply to being a high schooler or middle schooler in the year of COVID-19, in the year of racism going from the underneath the surface to plastered on the billboards? How does uh, it help high schoolers and middle schoolers deal with virtual schools, social distancing, cancel culture, me too, um, pastors getting called out, um, pastors getting exposed, um, not being able to see their friends, uh, just a year of sure pandemonium. How does it help them deal with this? So I wrote that question in my notes, and then I said, God, how does it help? How does, how does all this help them? How does me talking about Advent help them? And he gave me this, uh, this analogy, and we used it as an object lesson. So what I did was I poured uh, pink. I, I went, to the, went to Walmart, 
Shout out to Walmart. This podcast is not sponsored by Walmart. Um, <laughs> but I'll openly accept sponsorships. If anybody's listening, hey, hit me up. I took some pink lemonade. Got like a 25-cent pack of pink lemonade from Walmart. Poured in a jug of cold water. Stirred it together. And I did not add any sugar. Okay? And I didn't tell the students I didn't add any sugar. So um, I'm talking to them about Advent. Going over all the historical points. All their focus is on this picture of pink lemonade that's sitting on the table. And I gave them some cups, but I didn't pour anything in it. And somebody was like, when are we going to get to drink some Kool-Aid? I was like, it's pink lemonade. But you know what? I said, here, let me ask you this question. I said, so what does all this have to do with um, with being a high schooler or middle schooler in um, living in 2020? What all has happened this year? And they named basically everything I mentioned earlier that's happened this year, plus some more stuff. I said, so what's all this got to do with any of, you know, COVID-19, George Floyd, Breonna Taylor? You know, I just went down the list. And I said, oh, my God, because you guys are bugging me so much. Here, here's have some pink lemonade. <laughs> Setting them up, right? So I poured the pink lemonade in everybody's cup. And I had little cups for them. And they're like, are we taking shots? Is this a drink? I was like, no, it's pink lemonade, okay? But anyways, um, I said, all right, everybody, go and drink you some. So, like, they, they drunk it, right? And then immediately kids started getting up and, like, spitting it in the trash can, spitting it back in the cup, like, trying to run outside and throw it out. All this. It was like, oh, my God, this is nasty. And uh, so, and the majority came to the conclusion and shouted it at me. They was like, it needs sugar. And I said, oh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I said, so nobody liked the drink? No. I said, what was wrong with it? They said it was sour. It needed sugar. I said, it needs sugar. I said, so the sourness of this drink brought you to one conclusion, which is it needs sugar to make it better. I said, the sour things, and I pointed, and I wrote everything that they mentioned about 2020. I wrote it on this huge dry erase board. I said, so the sour things, the bitter things, the letdowns of this year, they weren't initiated by God, but at the same time, they should point you to one conclusion, which is Jesus is the better way. Um, so I, I said all that to say this to you. I don't know what's happened this year in your life. Obviously, I know the things that have happened around the world because we've witnessed it. We've witnessed an, a very scary election. We've witnessed an unfair election as far as... You know, if if you're African American you're, and you're listening to this, you know, and you're a Christian, you if you vote for Biden, then you're you're not a Christian, but you're black. But if you vote for Trump, then you're a Christian, but you can't be black. It's we've seen an unfair election. We've seen a virus that came out of nowhere and shut down the world. We've seen a virus that came out of nowhere and killed individuals, loved ones, friends, family members. We've seen racism kind of float underneath the surface and now is out in the open. In fact, here here in Florida, like an hour and a half away from where I am over in Orlando, there was a man, Nevin Baker, who was hung in a tree Back in October. Yes, you're hearing about this in December. Why? Because I heard about it yesterday. It just It's just now coming to the surface. He was hung from a tree in a park. And the, the 
if that wasn't enough, the police closed the investigation and said it was a suicide, but he's missing teeth. His hands and feet were bound. And now there's a public outcry saying, obviously, you can't you can't commit suicide by tying your hands and your feet and hanging yourself from a tree. And the fact that he's a black man hanging from a tree, I mean, come on. That is beyond obvious. But we live in a year where that's that's what's going on. But at the same time, just like that pink lemonade experiment, all the bitterness and the sour things that have happened this year should point you and I to one conclusion, which is Jesus is the better way. Always has been, always will be. He is God is sovereign. That means that he his decision making isn't influenced by the White House. Woo. God's purpose, God's agenda is not influenced by the White House. Therefore, it doesn't matter who comes and goes, God is still on the throne. And he will come back for his people one day. His plan is still going. His plan in the earth is still going forward. He bore stripes on his back for every sickness and disease. Therefore, COVID-19 can't take him out. And he has the power to heal his children if we believe and receive it. Jesus is the better way. Jesus looks at the content of a man or woman, not the skin color. He doesn't look at the skin color and and associate them with certain stereotypes. He looks at the content of a man. He looks at the character. He looks at the why. He looks at the heart. So I don't know what's happened this year, but let it cause you to focus, double down. Let it cause you to double down on the truth that Jesus is the better way. I know, crazy, huh? All this from some pancakes. <laughs> but that's the gospel. Something becoming, uh, you, you finally, the goodness of God, you come to the realization how good God really is. And you just can't be silent about it. But you share it with everyone. You know, I was trying to find a deeper meaning when it came to pancakes, and uh, and I ty- I typed in Google search. I was like, kids bragging on their parents, and the first like couple of pages, I could not find any articles on that. It was about parents who brag too much about their kids. Why bragging about your kids is bad. Um, just all the, you know, all these from all these different articles and and blogs and videos. And insights from the opposite perspective. Which I was like, well, why aren't kids bragging on parents much? Why isn't it be reported? Why? Hmm. As parents, and talking to myself, I encourage you, find the things that bring your child overwhelming joy. And double down on it. If, if all possible. My kids love pancakes on Saturday mornings. 
My kids love <laughs> Spies in Disguise, Lightning McQueen, and going to the park. I don't really like going to the park, but my kids find overwhelming joy. Like, they, <laughs> to them, they feel loved when I do those things. Probably it's a precursor to their love language, but which is, I guess, gifts and actions. But obviously, you know, something so simple as making pancakes and my kid bragged to everyone. And you know what? It made my heart feel so good. It made me feel like a good dad. Not because I spent a million dollars, because I spent six ninety six on a big box of pancake batter. And I got up early and made pancakes. How passionate are you about your job? How passionate are you about your marriage? How passionate are you about friendships and relationships? See, what we talk about, that stems from the passion or lack of passion we have about certain things. And I, I could tell you this from experience. If we are talking, whatever we're talking about, if it stems from a lack of passion, that means we've fallen out of love with that idea, truth, subject, or person. If we're talking negatively about ministry and the gospel and God, it means that we have lost sight of the beauty and wonder of the grace of God. If it means that we are, if, if we're negatively, if we're complaining more about our marriage and more about what, what isn't available to us and what, what we're not doing, what the other person is not doing, what the other person is not saying, da da da, means that we've lost sight of the beauty and wonder of our spouse. Same with kids. Same with our job. Same with every, anything and everything that we are doing life within. So I encourage you. This is not, in fact, when I look at my notes, this is not the direction I wanted to go. Have a collision. Which means that you gotta you gotta crash hard into something, but have a collision with the very thing that caused you to see the wonder and beauty of the thing that you've lost passion for. I'm gonna leave you with this Romans chapter fifteen verse four. Such things were written in the scriptures long ago to teach us, and the scriptures give us hope. These scriptures, the Word of God, the Bible, it gives you and I hope and encouragement. Hope and encouragement. I don't know what this year has been like, but I encourage you. Let the sourness, the bitterness, let it point you back to the only conclusion, which is Jesus is the better way. He's the better way. He's the 
It's simple. He's not the best. He's the best way. But I didn't finish all that scripture, but it said, And the scriptures give us hope and encouragement as we wait patiently for God's promises to be fulfilled. It didn't say God's promises might be fulfilled. It says we wait patiently for his promises to be fulfilled. What God promised you, it's going to happen. It's going to come. While you are waiting, remain in hope. While you are waiting, remind yourself of the wonder and the beauty. While you are waiting, eat some pancakes. Thank you so much for tuning in to True North. We hope you'll join us again next time.